This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Andrew Barry. Head honcho of the Browns coming up from the Combine. One o'clock, you will hear him right here on The Fan. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Phelps. My buddy over there is Andy Baskin. We are thrilled to go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline and have Joe Posnanski back with us. Joe is as good as you get when it comes to sports writing in our country, and he happens to be from Cleveland. Moved to Charlotte, though, in high school. Joe, that's a that's a damn shame. Sorry that you yeah. had to move. I, I have as well. I'm still sorry about it. <laughs> Where'd you go to high school here when you were or at school? Uh, what about a brush? It was right before uh, uh, I was going to brush that uh, we moved to Charlotte. So uh, did not get the the full South Euclid brush experience, but uh, uh, I'm back all the time. You know that. Uh, absolutely. And, and good to have you with us. Let's jump into changes in baseball and is through your writing and written for some great places. And now JoePosnanski.com, you can go read Joe's own website and baseball puts in the pitch clock. There are some other things going on. Is the pitch clock, the thing that's going to affect the game the most in your estimation? And will it affect it in a good way, bad way, or will we not even notice it eventually, Joe? Well, uh, it, it just so happens I wrote about all of the rule changes at some length, not only on my website that you mentioned, thank you, uh, but also uh, for the new Esquire that's coming out. So I have a, uh, a very long uh, and detailed uh, a piece about the, all the rule changes. And so, you know, I look, I think all of them will have an effect of some kind. Uh, I don't think there's any question that the, shot clock, the uh, pitch clock is the, is the big one. Uh, particularly at the beginning when, uh, you know, players are getting used to it and everybody's trying to figure out what the heck is going on. It's, uh, it's going to change the game. And I think, you know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't know what the, what the uh, sort of voting totals are right now. I don't know if I'm in the majority or the minority. I think it's going to be great for the game. Uh, I'm actually more excited for this season uh, than I've been in for a long time because I, I really think that the pitch clock is going to uh, take out a lot of the dead time that I think has, has really hurt the game over the last two years. Uh, and it's gonna it's just going to make the game feel more energetic and alive. And, and I'm, you know, we're seeing it already in spring training. Uh, I know people keep pointing to the, to the times of game and how, how they're, you know, 20, 30 minutes shorter. And that's fine. I, I don't care as much about time of game as I care about how quickly the game moves and feels. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I got to tell you, why? Why? Why do you think that they were pro- pro- pushed and propelled to want to do this? I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea, but I'm just wondering. You know, after all this time, finally, now, now is the time. 
Yeah, I think I really think it just got pushed to the point of where it, it just started to get ridiculous, I, which is way too late. You know, uh, this should have they should have been picking up the pace of the game 20 years ago when it started to to really uh, feel like a little bit of a different game. But what happened was it just kind of you know I'd say in the 80s, early 80s games were two and a half hours. Uh, by the mid 90s, they were two hours and 50 minutes. Uh, and then by, you know, the last couple of years, there's three hours and 10 minute average. And again, I don't care so much about the time, but nothing else in the game changed. They just, it, it's not like we got more action. In fact, we got less action in the game with all the strikeouts. It's just that it took longer and longer. They had a, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday put up, uh, you know, a sort of a side by side video. And on one side was with the pitch clock. They had a pitcher literally get through an entire inning as long a time as it took the pitcher on the right side to throw one pitch. And it's just, it got completely, in my mind, got completely out of control as guys just kept stepping off the rubber and stepping out of the box and, and just pitch, just play the game. I mean, that's, that's the way we, you know, people my age, we grew up watching the game at that kind of crisp pace. And uh, I, you know, don't think it's good for the game to have slowed down the way that it did. So I'm excited about it. I really am. Joe, we'll see how it all plays out. The only thing I've I've said, and I, I think the clock is a good idea because I agree with you. You know, backing out of the box and pitchers stepping off like crazy and all that, it just slows down the pace an awful lot. I, and like you, I've not complained at all about the length of a, of a game, but the pace is something. It just seems to me, in watching some of it so far that the 15 seconds and the 20 seconds seem just a touch quick. And yeah. I, I'm wondering if they could go 20 and 25, if that makes any difference. We'll, we'll find out as we move forward. But it, it feels just a little bit quick to me. Well, I would say, I, I, I agree with you, it does feel a little bit quick. But I would say that that's not necessarily the clock. I think right now nobody has a great feel for this. And you're seeing pitchers throw with eight, ten seconds left on the clock. You know, they're, they're rushing. They don't want to be throwing with just one or two seconds left on the clock. But as time goes on and they get used to it, uh, I think people are going to stretch it out a lot more. They're going to the inner clock inside themselves is going to say, okay, this is how long I have to pitch. This is how much time I have between. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to feel a lot better. You know, look, this is, it's, it's, it is. It's gonna. It's gonna be a big part of the game, but it's also an experiment. And I think if they feel like, hey, this is, there's too much anxiousness. The game is not moving quite. You know, everybody's sort of keeping an eye still on the clock. If it's still happening in June, July, August, yeah, I think there'll be adjustments. But I think it's it's the right move for the game. I think it, it, it's finally time for them to have taken over and and turn the game a little bit more into what it used to be. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's good. I, I think this is going to be um, healthy for fans, I think, once they realize it happens in April. I'm also wondering when you look at a team like Cleveland that is kind of built to not win on home runs if these rule changes don't help them directly. Uh, and it's almost I've heard people say, hey, look at the Guardians. They, they're built for this, and they kind of saw this coming. What do you think? I think there's a really good there's a really good argument that that's true. I mean, obviously we'll have to see what happens, but – Cleveland seems like the sort of team that can take advantage of some of the other things. You know, the, the no shifting, uh, I think, is something that could definitely help Cleveland. The bigger bases is not going to play a huge role in the game, but it'll play a small role in the game. And I think Cleveland, 
because Cleveland's athletic and, and has some speed and plays good defense, uh, you know, which I think is a very underrated part of what the shift is going to do. It's going to really make it so that your second baseman is sort of a little bit more of an island like he used to be. Uh, I, I think it does fit into Cleveland's style of play. And, and I also think, by the way, that with pitchers, you know, sort of having to work a little more quickly, it's harder to go ahead and pump up a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's harder to strike everybody out. I, I think this definitely could play into, into Cleveland's hands a little bit. That's a great point about the, the pitching. You know, the guys, if you get a little less rest in between every pitch, I would think you're a little more gassed. So that, and maybe over the, the course of an entire game, that's an accumulative factor that, that plays into it somehow. Joe Posnanski is joining us. Uh, JoePosnanski.com. You can go read all of Joe's work and, of course, the Baseball 100, a phenomenal book that I want to ask you about in a minute. But you, you brought up the shift. Do you think that managers are going to say, okay, well, you ban the shift. Here's what we have to do. Or do you think they're going to try to come up with other creative things to do defensively, maybe involving outfielders, that maybe take it in a different direction, Joe? It's, it's a great question, and I think there are two things that I would say about it. One is, of course, they're going to keep trying to find new ways, not just managers, but, but people in the analytics departments of, of all of these teams. They're going to keep trying to find ways to, to, you know, to get out. I mean, obviously, that's the goal. That's why they, they shifted in the first place. But the interesting thing is, I think the biggest, perhaps, the biggest part of the shift, I think when people think about the shift, they think about, okay, well, now balls up the middle will be hits or something like that. And that's not necessarily true because you still can put a shortstop almost behind second base. I mean, there's still ways to move those guys around. What you can't do anymore is put a guy in the outfield, a fourth outfielder. Right. All the infielders have to have their feet on the dirt. That's the rule. And I think that's the biggest part of this. You're, you're no longer going to see – like line drives into right field caught by the second baseman who happened to be standing out there, you know, or, or ground balls that would have gone through, uh, but now they're fielded by somebody, you know, halfway, you know, into right field. That's not going to happen anymore. So I, I think that there will be probably some adjustments. Of course, everybody's going to try to find an edge, but I don't know that the edge is necessarily going to be able to be, uh, something that you do in the outfield because uh, because now outfielders are going to be back on their own. It's going to be three outfielders plainly. There, you'll never have a fourth outfielder. So uh, that, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, look, I'm sure they'll come up with something. They always do. Joe, you're a humble guy, so you don't have to say anything when I read this. Uh, Joe wrote the Baseball 100. Uh, New York Post, an instant sports classic. Um, stellar, said the Wall Street Journal. A true masterwork, 880 pages of sheer baseball bliss. I love the explanation where it says it was longer than Moby Dick and nearly as ambitious. That's well done. Uh, the book has been a great success. It's been out about a year and a half. What's next? I mean, I don't know how you write a book like that and follow it up. Are you trying to? You're thinking about it? What are you going to do? I'm so glad you asked because not only am I trying to do, my new book is coming out in September. Uh, it'll be called Why We Love Baseball, and it is a countdown of the greatest moments uh, in baseball history. Oh, wow. uh, there are more than 100 moments in the book, um, and it was a blast. It was so much fun to write. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much uh, I enjoyed writing it. So uh, very, very fun 
book of, you know, really famous moments that everybody knows about, of course, uh, but a lot of moments that people uh, probably don't know anything about. And, and it's, uh, I, I, I loved writing it so much. I mean, every bit as much, if not more, than, than I loved writing the Baseball 100. All right, so awesome. what was the criteria? Yeah, that's awesome. To get in, especially if there are ones that we don't know about. That's where I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, it's really fun, uh, and the criteria—it's not—it wasn't, you know, sort of a statistical criteria thing, sort of the way the baseball 100 was. It was kind of just—I—I I came into it thinking, okay, what? What are the most magical moments in baseball history? Not just the, mo- the, the the greatest, most important moments, but the most legendary moments—the moments that made us laugh, the moments that 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 uh, uh, made us feel great. The, the you know, whether it's a uh, whether it's a World Series home run or, or frankly, I'll, I'll give one away, the ball bonking off of uh, uh, Jose Canseco's head and yeah. jumping over the wall, right, against Cleveland, that against, against yeah. the tribe. Yeah. Um, that's one of your moments. So it's, it really is something <laughs> that, that I chose. Uh, I, I, I tried to have so much fun with it where I just chose all of these great moments, hilarious moments, and silly moments, but also – I mean, Jackie Robinson's in here. Kirk Gibson's in here. Bobby Thompson's in here. I mean, all the all the big moments are in there as well. I mean, is it just plays on the field, or is it Lou Gehrig's speech? I mean, are those? Is it? Is, it is. Yeah. It, it's it's a great question. It's a great question because because they definitely you can really start going if you if you start going off the field too much, you can really go in a lot of you know, right. say. You know the the writing of the of uh, of taking out to the ball game. Yeah. Right? You know, so so I went down some of those paths, but mostly it's stuff on the field. It is it is on the field stuff, and and some things are connected. So like Luke Eric's speech might not necessarily be in there, but it is because it'll be connected to you know Cal Ripken breaking the streak. So so a lot of stuff is is referenced and mentioned and talked about and written about. Uh, in, you know, in connection with other moments as well. Yeah, so you know instantly when you say this in Cleveland, Clevelanders are like, oh, I wonder Indians, Guardians, where can they be in the top 100 in best baseball? You're right? Like, that's, I yeah. start thinking where we can break through. Can, is, can you share one that might help us? Or well, if you can think I'm, off the top of your head. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to think. Unfortunately, the first moments that come to mind with Cleveland uh, are not happy moments. No, we know. We, know <laughs> you know. we know the history. So Cleveland's in here a lot, um, you know. But but is there a Cleveland moment uh, that is well? You know what? I'm I, I'm trying to keep everything a surprise. So All right, let's, that's let's, fine. Let's see how it. I mean, we did out, have a triple but... play in the 20 World Series, so I can just, I'm just going through. Trying, I might oh. be getting a little old, or maybe I'm trying to. I don't know. I'll keep thinking. Keep thinking. Yikes, Joe! Always great to have you with us, and great to hear about the new book. Love your thoughts on uh, all of the rule changes, and you can read those at joeposnansky.com or an Esquire article coming out. Wow, nice. Well done, That'll Joe. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's yeah. very highbrow for the uh, South Euclid Linhurst Schools District to have somebody <laughs> writing for <laughs> Joe, thanks, buddy. I, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. Joe Posnansky joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.